Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and they come on. Where's Toby? Well, I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday suckage here for you. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Steve. Good to hear your voice, brother. What's going on? You too. I, I, you know, we missed Thanksgiving. We, we missed last week's show. We were preempted. We missed the run-up to Green Wednesday, which is a big day for the Bacon Wake and Bake Club. It's the Black Friday of pot, and we missed hyping that on Wednesday, and we missed playing. The w, WKRP cut of As God is My Witness, I Thought Turkeys Could Fly. But here we are on the post-Thanksgiving weekend, the Black Friday weekend, and and I want to know how your Thanksgiving was in studs. Trash Panda, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good, guys. Well, yeah, the Trash Panda. Um, so mine and then Trash Panda, because that's the, that's the order Steve went in. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. No, yeah, actually, mine, mine, is, mine is really... It's, it's like we can't see each other. I know. <laughs> exactly. Even if we could. No, no. Still... Mine is going to be so fast that we'll get right to Trash Panda. I got shut out this year on Thanksgiving. I spent my Thanksgiving 
in my condo in downtown Chicago because because but for two reasons. My sister-in-law was not feeling well. She was not mm. well. So mm-hmm. we decided in this era that it's a horrible idea to gather. And then I talked to my mom, Jean, who is very practical, and she realized that it would just be really be crammed in if I was to go to Itasca and hang out with them just because of all the work I've been doing, because it is Bears Packers Week. So we all decided to just do our own things. And I have some blessed friends who insisted on, my guy Fez out in Elk Grove drove from Elk Grove to Chicago to bring me turkey dinner because everybody felt bad for single Mark. (laughs) So so that was my Thanksgiving. Fez? My guy Fez, yes. One of my, a guy I've known since fourth grade, one of my best friends, Fez and his wife Sophia and their little baby Summer. They came here. We hung out in my lobby for about 15 minutes. And Sophia, who cooked this wonderful Thanksgiving meal, and of course they had extras and leftovers, and they just insisted on coming, and they did, and they brought me the full Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, so that was my a very unique Thanksgiving. I guess one that I will never forget. Yes, Fez. Yes. F-A-I-Z. Fez. Fez. All right. And uh, Trash Panda did... Did you see Alice and Shooter, and did Alice roast a trash panda for the ceremonial holiday? No, no, I didn't see my parents, my parents, because they're, you know, three and a half hours away. And being that I still work downtown and everything, I just figured it probably wasn't a good idea for me to travel three hours to endanger my family more than they might already be. Mm. And so didn't seem like a good idea. So I actually went with my girlfriend to her parents, and like, I guess you know everyone has probably what their own little bubble, and her parents are included in that right now because they help out with her business, and her brother lives downstairs from them, so we we all are still interacting relatively frequently. So I felt comfortable going over there, and we had a good time. It was, it was fun. So her dad's a great cook, and he cooked up a great turkey and some ribs, and oh man, it was a feast. Wow. Nice. That's a way to do it. I um, I had originally accepted an invitation from the newlyweds. Brandon and Emily said we want to host Thanksgiving, and Emily's, Emily's sister was coming up. Doctor Doctor Samantha, a professor at WashU, was coming up from Missouri, and I was supposed to go there. And this was done three weeks ago before all these major spikes happened. And then I said I, last weekend was awful. We didn't do a show, and I fought all weekend. I I can't I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. I told them no. But yeah. Tuesday, I said, no, I cannot do this. I can't be whatever I might or might not. I'm asymptomatic. That doesn't mean I can't spread it. I would die if I were the one who gave my kid, he, <laughs> gave my daughter-in-law, anybody, anything like this. And I just said, no, can't. I'm going to. I stayed, So I stayed home and celebrated my, like you, Mark, but I did it with my individual stakes giving. That's what I did. Oh, Turkeys. good for you. Rare, Turkeys, medium I, rare. I, How'd you go? Uh, yeah, both rare and medium rare. My depending God. how how the cast iron pot wanted to cook it that night. So <laughs> how about the diva? The diva. Where was the she? The diva. We did Facetime. I Facetime with the diva and with Brandon, and we talked for about forty five minutes. She spent this week getting ready to move, so she's moving today from, from where to one where? Part one part of Hollywood to a better part of Hollywood. Oh, she's so, moving up in the world. She is. She's got. She got herself a balcony, as all E Channel employees should have. 
So that was it. Mm-hmm. I just I did my Thanksgiving, and I'm glad the second football game was important and and or not important, but at least somewhat interesting. And there we go. So that was that. I'm I'm glad we're all still here to do this. How smart really are we, the three of us? Did you hear how? Except for Trash Panda, I'm a little bit scared. So he put his his parents-in-law or future parents-in-law in danger, but not his own parents. Well, so I guess like there's I said, something what, noble to but that. No. Here's the thing, man. My my girlfriend still sees her parents like every other day because they help out with her business. So we still see okay. each other, and obviously I, gotcha. I see my girlfriend. So because I live with her, and so we're okay. all interacting with each other still. Real quick, like so how long have you guys you, been? You uh, think connecting the viral dots works? Like that means that <laughs> transitive property that because you see your girlfriend and she sees uh-huh. your parents, you think that. You and your parents have you and her parents have some kind of herd immunity. Is that well, how this no, works? not an immunity Doctor? because look, if if she has it and is exposed to them, then I am tr- yes, transitively exposed to them as well because I am exposed to my girlfriend. And it's with how easily this thing is passed off. Then if any of us have has gotten something, we've all handed it off already. Real quick, how long have you guys been together? Oh, uh, what month is this? November, so a year and a half. Year and a half. You thinking marriage possibly here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're putting me on the spot now. Hold on. One I step sure at am. a time. Just right. moved in with her like uh-huh. a month and a half ago. So there's one okay. step at a time here. How's it going? I mean, it's my, good. The living together. Is it, it's have good. Have things changed at all? Okay. So it's good. No. Is she, I, do you think? It's, it's, going, it's going rather well. I mean, I was basically living there anyway. I was spending like four or five nights a week over there as it was. Yeah. So. I know the game. Sure. You, had, yeah. you, you were starting to bring all your stuff over there. You bought an extra toothbrush. You had the overnight bag. I, I get it. And then you said, the hell with this. We might as well just move in together. Oh, yeah. It'll it make life easier for us financially. It was. And let's was, test this. Test the waters, right? It was It was a hassle not living there. Right. Yeah, that's the way That's the way it goes down. Well, that's good. What's her name? April. A- oh, that's a pretty name. I like months of the year names. Like, because I, I mentioned the, or seasons. Like, my friend's little daughter's name is Summer. So you've got an April. Well, that's great. Well, I hope everything uh, goes well. And a little bit later on, we'll we'll ask you when you think the, the right time to propose would be. But anyway, Steve, what else we got? Friends don't let friends get married. So we're here to help you. <laughs> it's true. As long as you None of us are married. As long as you haven't. As long as you haven't committed matrimony studs, we're here to help you. So the trash panda will remain flying single. All right. I appreciate all advice. Yes. Absolutely. So, so Mark, I you start with the Bears' new old quarterback because there's so much going on. Yep. And and he maybe he wanted to sound different. Maybe it's going to be different. Maybe they're just whistling past the graveyard maybe they're just the coach and the GM are hoping not to lose their job when they when they there's another 50 burger put on them and or the offense doesn't score at all in Green Bay and I don't know what to make there's a lot going on we'll discuss it all on this show you start with what's the most salient part of what happened with the Bears quarterback position this week nothing so here's, here's what I'm, it, it, it'll so make hard. sense when I tell oh, you what I'm about to tell you here. Okay. It was a really fun week. I'll, I'll admit that because the, the it was kind of a dramatic week. It was intriguing to 
as you like to say, connect dots to the fact that eventually Mitchell yeah. Trubisky would be named the starting quarterback. So it's been, I love these kind of weeks. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to be a reporter. It's fun to report mm-hmm. it. It's fun to get the reaction on Twitter from Bears fans. I've had a blast all, all week long. Uh, Matt Nagy discussing his growth while he's been benched. Bill Lazor saying that, in essence, that he's rooting for Mitch Trubisky because everybody likes Mitch. Players seemingly in the corner of Mitch Trubisky. A lot has been said, but here's why nothing mattered. Because at this point, with Mitch, we used to hang on every single word Matt Nagy would say about Mitchell Trubisky back in 2018 and during that year, and even yeah. even to some degree in 2019. But because we haven't seen what Matt Nagy set out for him initially when they both first came to the Bears, because of that, it is... A hundred percent on what happens on the field with Mitchell Trubisky. That we have heard the plaudits, we have heard the the abilities of Trubisky, the leadership, the the practice, the command, the throwing downfield in practice, the good practices. So nothing new was said. Things were reconfigured in terms of what they said. Things were reworked in terms of the the peripheral stuff, again, that Matt Nagy just glowing about the good changes that he's seen in Mitch Trubisky and everything about him, the maturation and this impor- maybe the most important time and going through this kind of adversity can make anybody better and all of that stuff. And you know what? It always sounds great coming out of Matt Nagy's mouth. It always has. But right now, and for a while, even, even when he did quarterback, Nothing that anybody says should really be taken seriously except for what happens on the field. And that's different from what it was in 2018. It is about what we see on Sunday night. We're going to talk about everything that was said, and we'll read into everything that was said. But for a while now, it's been about what Mitch does on the field, not what's happened in practice, not what's being said peripherally, not what anybody is saying. It's about what he will do. Wow, that's very well done. Very well wrapped up. We're still going to talk about what they said because you still got to. <laughs> here's because you've got a coach who is. We've seen this before. Longtime Bears observers of the of the Bears coaching comedy will note that Matt Nagy went Ditka this week, talking about. Bears. Yeah, but he was talking about um, Trubisky. He said, you know, and and benching and now coming back and. In this sport, in this world, in life, adversity strikes. Yes. So you got the Ditka in life. Yes. So all you're missing is a, a hey gang. I work at 250 North Washington Avenue. You tell me mm-hmm. when and where and I'll kick your ass. Wolford and can't cover anybody. Crapping. Yeah, right. and a who you crapping. And you've got <laughs> and Matt Nagy's got the Ditka bingo. And and previously and he said this a couple of times previously, we've heard him talk about after a loss or after a crappy offensive performance, we've heard him talk about what a good week of practice they have. So he'd gone, he played the Tressman card. So you're right about it not meaning anything, what they say, only what they do. However, what they say is reflective of either delusions or their inability to evaluate talent, positions, a game a game situation, so we'll we'll need to discuss that. But I just love the fact that Nagy was talking about in life. Yeah, <laughs> it's just no, he did. He it. Who you crap? It's just great. I, and I All gotta right. be honest, like that we we live in an era 
in which everybody is a motivational speaker. I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed, but there are so many people that post these things on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. You yeah. know, the the Chinese proverb, fall down seven times, get up eight, and t- attack the day like you never have before. Like, everybody is posting these things. So, you know, although I don't think that Matt Nagy is a big social media guy, he was speaking like a social media post. And I get, I, I'm here for it, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm always motivated for about 10 seconds. But like, I stand up and go, yeah, I'm taking on the day. And then something horrible happens, and then I fall asleep, and then we're, we're on to the next. So, bears. All right. Well, you just, you know what, Dirt, we're going to take a break, and you look up Mr. Rogers' coaching record in the NFL. We marked down the number of Super Bowls that Mr. Rogers won. Um, so coming up after our break, we're going to talk with Chris M of the score. He, um, oh, sweet. he is, he, yeah, he talks bears with us. He talked love a lot with Mark over the last couple of days. You guys both cover the bears. I'm just going to bring him on because there's so much going on. I want to get two views of what happened this week and what's important besides the quarterback decision. So that's coming up after the break at noon, Tyler Dunn. He uh, covered the Packers for years. He's now started his own blog. It's called the Go Long TD blog. And we'll discuss Packerville with him. One o'clock, and we'll do that at noon. At one o'clock, Josh Nelson will be here from Sox Machine. They are MVM. They have the most valuable merchandise I've seen in a long time. And also this afternoon, this morning, whatever we're doing, we'll do what Mark heard probably at the end of this hour. And... What are you doing, Wagner? So we'll do all that and more. As we broadcast live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. This is Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It was more of the buy was was more about uh, our offense and, and Nick. Uh, you know, I think with, with Mitch, it was more for me was watching him grow uh in that backup role and see how he handled it uh and and he did everything really well so he was very supportive and um but i would say in that bye week it was more so of our offense and then what we were doing you know with nick and how we can try to fit what we're doing with nick etc and so uh that's probably what we've spent more time so you wasted time matt Nagy. Talking about having a good pulse on knowing the big picture and his football team and wasting a week on Nick Foles, who's not going to be there. And he wasted a whole bunch of Nick Foles, by the way, 
Nick Foles wanted to play fast, and Matt Nagy wouldn't. There you go. That There's good coaching. That's having a pulse on your team right there. I'm Steve you know, Rosenblum. as it turns out, though, Steve, uh, Matt Nagy yep. may have been right because was there anything fast about Nick Foles while he was out on the field? We, we, we didn't see. We, when he wanted to play fast, Matt Nagy stopped in and said, no, big stop sign. He, he you know, waved the big Dikembe Mutombo finger, said no. <laughs> I, you didn't leave it to the quarterback to do that. And one of the things you brought Nick Foles in to do was to overcome so much of this bad communication, so much of this lack of learning. Mitch has been a lousy student, and Nagy's been a lousy teacher when it comes to Mitch specifically. This is what has happened. This is where we are, which is why the talk about him growing as a backup in the scout team, maybe it may, again, like you said, Mark, we'll, we'll only know when it happens on the field. But Matt Nagy's been an awful coach in what's going on in front of him, and he wouldn't let Nick Foles play fast. And by the way, since Nick Foles went on that rant about winning ugly and blah, 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 they haven't won a game. They've lost four straight, and now he's not there, and they spent a week of the bye week coaching for Nick Foles, who's not going to play, and Mitch Trubisky will. And so let's ask somebody else what all this means. We'll go to the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. And from the score, covering the Bears covering our airwaves. He is Chris Emma. Chris, happy Black Friday weekend to you. Rosie, Grody, good to be with you. And you guys know it in your profession. It's always a little bit of a gift when you get a nugget like that from Nick Foles. When you get a rant about winning ugly is better than losing and then your team goes on to lose four straight, it writes every lead, every column for you. <laughs> it does. I'm not going to let it go. So I asked Mark this. Chris, what, what did you make? What was most important? that came out of this week, what what do you think? I think there was a sense of uh, finality with this Nick Foles experiment that clearly wasn't working. Uh, I don't see a point at which he will be the Bears' clear-cut number one moving forward at any point, whether it's 2020 or 21. Uh, and I really don't believe Matt Nagy when he says that he doesn't regret the decision to go from Trubisky to Foles because we know from Matt Nagy's tenure as head coach that he can make decisions that are rash or emotional during these games. And you look back at some of his play-calling examples, uh, you know, so, for example, running the ball seven times in that game against the Saints last year, uh, he starts to get into a certain mode within a game where he starts either panicking and calling too many run or too many pass plays, I should say, or getting away from his game plan or his initial thoughts. And I think Matt Nagy has the best intentions throughout the course of the week. But once he gets into that game, he starts making emotional decisions. And that decision he made September 27th in Atlanta, I believe, was an emotional one of going to Nick Foles, benching oh, Mitch man. Trubisky. And he knew he couldn't come back from that until the certain point like this, for example. Chris, I, I disagree with you completely on that because while maybe it was an emotional decision, I think it was the right thing to do. We, we had seen, you and I, everybody had seen, Matt Nagy had seen two years of Mitchell Trubisky not getting the offense anywhere. So whether or not that was the right time, I think they, ha I mean, they had to try it. You know, something different than Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, it's not, let's not wipe out everything that Trubisky was not able to accomplish while he was the Bears quarterback. It didn't, hasn't worked out with Foles. 
But why wouldn't you try something different than Mitchell Trubisky? I don't get well, yeah, that. Let me let me clear it up too. I, I don't mean in terms of uh, it, it, um, what, what you're saying. I, I just don't think they had a firm plan for Foles. I mean, I don't think they had an offense that fit him well at all. Uh, I don't think they had anything really prepared for Foles. And I think uh, he went to the fire extinguisher midway through that Atlanta game. And Foles led them to victory. Got to give him credit for that. But I don't think they had an offense that was really ready for Foles at this point. I mean, I, I think the time to go to Foles would have been at the beginning of the season for week one rather okay. than midway through the year and I think during that Atlanta game he Matt Nagy had seen one too many bad decisions from Trubisky in that case the final straw was that interception thrown you know horrible pass and decision right across the middle and that was it for Matt Nagy and I, I don't I wonder at what point he truly came to uh, it regretted I, I just I find it hard to believe that he feels really confident that Foles was the right decision all along we're talking with Chris Emma score reporter Right here on the score, as luck would have it, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. The the watching Bill Lazor call plays and seeing sideways passes behind the line of scrimmage, I mean, it looked just like another sign of the Matt Pocalypse, like Nagy was there himself. Two straight throws behind the line of scrimmage. They're trying to get the tying TB, uh, TD. It looks so like them. And against a team that gives up 413 passing yards per game, and the Bears manage 149. So, so, is there any reason to think Laser makes a difference, or is is it just like let's let's spin this wheel of fortune and put together Laser and and Trubisky and see if that has any success? Yeah, Rosie, you know, it was funny. A couple days before that Monday night game when Matt Nagy revealed that he was not going to be the play caller and Bill Lazor was, Matt Nagy looked free. He looked kind of relieved that he's no longer the guy in charge of this thing because I think he knew in his heart of hearts that Bill Lazor was not going to have any success. Nobody would really have success calling this offense. It is so fundamentally broken at the core. Uh, it starts up front, of course, with that offensive line. You've got an inconsistent quarterback play. You don't really know what your running back is. You have one really good receiver and uh, several others who struggle to run the right routes. And you have an offense that just struggles to consistently put together any kind of success. Uh, they can't get those explosive plays. They can't move the chains for those first downs. And I think Matt Nagy knew that it wasn't going to really make a difference, and he was just kind of freeing himself up from this responsibility. Uh, Bill Lazor doesn't change anything dramatically. He, you could see some of the ideas that he had in terms of increasing the tempo. Uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff to the sidelines, trying to get those quick gainers and prioritizing just getting those four, five, six-yard chunks on first and second down and getting yourself into third and manageable. But this offense has so many other issues that there really wasn't much of an opportunity for success, even against the Vikings defense that's been giving up a lot of big yards. Do you think it's possible, Emma, because, let's face it, Mitch Trubisky sounded, sounded kind of pissed off yesterday when he was describing his feelings about being benched. So as much as he's, he played the good soldier and that went away, there's, there's no way it has completely gone away. I mean, that that is something that is in his head. He was benched. He didn't like it. He didn't think he should have been benched. He thought he was blindsided by that. That said, do you think that maybe for the first time in Mitchell Trubisky's career that although he's going to listen to what the coaches say and listen to Bill Lazor, that it's possible that Mitch will – how do I put this, do it his own way a little bit more, impose his own will in this game, maybe run where maybe he's been told in the past not to, maybe 
take some shots downfield instead of the easy check down? Do you think that he's going to take more chances and impose his will more than he ever has in this Green Bay game? Without a doubt, Mark. And, and to your point, adding to it, one thing that Mitch Trubisky said yesterday that really stood out was saying that he wants to play in this league for a long time. And it wasn't just something he meant in passing. He's talking about his future beyond this season, his last year under contract with the Bears. Mitch Trubisky is playing for his next contract, whether that's Chicago or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He's got a second chance now that he probably didn't expect was going to come in this kind of form. And he's got an opportunity to go out there in primetime Sunday night football against the Packers at Lambeau Field and make an impression for uh, 31 other executives in addition to Ryan Pace. And uh, whether the Bears are set with Trubisky, you know, the opportunity of resigning him this offseason or not, Trubisky knows he's going to be able to create some kind of market for himself if he goes out there and performs well, especially when the rest of the league is seeing the kind of poor offense that the Bears have around the quarterback. Uh, Trubisky is going to go out there and play with nothing to lose because that's the mindset he should have at this point. It would be quite a thing. We're talking with Chris Emma, covers the Bears, covers a lot of things for the score, and we're doing it right here on the score, coincidentally enough. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you, Chicago Sports Radio 670. Would it be a thing when we last saw Mitch Trubisky really start to stink? It was the opening game against the Packers when Matt Nagy tried to make him a pocket quarterback. Clearly, that's not what he is. Clearly, that wasn't part of the attraction. And so, as you guys are talking, where he's Nagy must have heard Trubisky say, you know, my input, take it seriously, my opinions, this kind of this kind of game plan suggestion, whatever it was you guys, just, Chris, you described as a little, and Mark described as a little pissed off, this is where we are, that he'll take off and run when he damn well pleases because that's the right play at that, right, at that time. And it is, as you said, Mark, about winning. It has nothing to do with style. You don't get points for that. You don't get anything. So, so it would be quite a thing if he didn't suck against the Packers, and I don't know if that raises his stock more because it's the the Bears' rival, but it will be on national TV. And if he gets the plays he wants, if he gets the input, what do you think that involves? What will, what will the Bear offense look like without offensive line, whatever they might be able to run with? What will it look like if, if Trubisky has an effect? And I want both of you guys to answer this. So, Chris, go first. Yeah, I think the ideal offense for Trubisky, what Matt Nagy is really planning for him, is a lot of more under center stuff, uh, moving the pocket, play action, and utilizing that mobility to make plays. And, uh, you know, right before the Bears benched Trubisky in that game against Atlanta, Nagy was talking about how the Bears really have to utilize his mobility more and how he said defensive coordinators have come up to him and said that is a weapon. I think the Bears are going to do everything they can to get Trubisky on the move, whether it's outside of the pocket or some more designed run plays, and in turn try to use that to activate the run game for David Montgomery while minimizing the effect of this poor offensive line. And that's Trubisky's best chance to make a difference with this offense. Well, and I think, too, I'm going to bring Bill Lazor's name back into the conversation, even though he made it clear that he's loyal to Matt Nagy, that he is a, a soldier to him, and he will he will do whatever it is that Matt Nagy wants and try to make him happy. But Bill Lazor, and having watched the offense in the background 
when he wasn't calling plays, had to have had his own version of what he would have liked to have seen Trubisky do. That there had to have been one thing, one twist, one outside-of-the-box thing, and that's what I'm wondering. So Bill Lazor played it right, man. He gives us nothing in terms of what he might do. <laughs> but everybody, everybody that works under a boss, if they take over for the boss, they have their own version of the way they would like to see things go. I don't know what that is, but there's got to be something. There must be something that Bill Lazor is going to do that Matt Nagy didn't do. I agree with Chris, the feet thing. I think that's that's definite that when, when Trubisky, because he, Trubisky knows it. He knows that in watching Foles that there was probably a million times where he, he watched it and said, oh, man, right there I would have run, whereas Foles either took a sack or threw the ball out of bounds. So he's not going to hesitate to take off where he did in the past. Matt, it got to the point, Steve, to your point, where they tried to make him a pocket quarterback, and Trubisky looked hesitant to run. He is not going to be hesitant to run. And then the other part, too, I guess maybe this is me hoping that that Bill Lazor will have done a little bit more to open up the downfield passing, and I'm sure some of that took place in practice, to somehow, somehow scheme Darnell Mooney you know, open down the field because we've seen him open a few times where the ball was not thrown to him. I think that that is something that could occur as well. But I'm looking forward to it. And, and Mark, Mark, if I could jump in, I I think that one thing is going to be tempo. We've seen Mitch Trubisky thrive within uh, kind of freestyling away from Matt Nagy's offense and going up tempo, that two-minute drill. And we've always said, why is Trubisky better within that? Because he's outside of Nagy's scheme. We saw Bill Lazor bust out some high-tempo stuff last uh, game out against Minnesota. And obviously the offense didn't produce much, but I think his best intentions were for tempo. And I think you're going to see more of that for Trubisky. He's Chris Emma. The other voice is Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We're talking Bears football here on The Score. Uh, Both of you, again, I want want an answer to this. And I'm not going to let the Vikings game go because it, it indicted a lot it, it, it's still the last game the Bears played with a different quarterback but it seemed like another indictment of the Nagy coaching because his staff Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy himself they seem totally unprepared for the Vikings blitzing and totally unable to adapt to it to change it to to use it against the Vikings I don't know if the if the Packers try that then maybe Trubisky runs around and, and makes them pay for it that way. But what came out of that, that the Vikings blitzed and blitzed successfully and put such pressure on the Bears and the Bears were unable to adapt or deal with it? Why would somebody think that's different now? You know, it's it's a really good question. I, I see that as an indictment to Juan Castillo and his makeshift offensive line and uh, look, the Vikings have a young defensive front. This is not the group of the last several years where they are getting after you every play. The Vikings are really trying to reshape this defensive front and uh, rebuild it a little bit. And the Bears should have been ready for some of these looks that were going to come at them. Mike Zimmer absolutely outcoached Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor, and that coaching staff of the Bears. And uh, Juan Castillo's group was not ready with some of the simple techniques that the Vikings came at them with. Um, all right, so... Speaking of offensive line, let's play the game here. Let's say Charles Leno doesn't play. <laughs> like, like, let's say he doesn't play. Is this play. a game you might... really want to play, Mark? Well, I feel like we're playing it every week, you know, you know whether you're plugging <laughs> it in true. Arlington Hambright or a Jason, game, man. Jason Spriggs game. coming through or an Alex Barr. <coughs> oh, man, excuse me. Wow, I'm making myself cough here. Yeah, um, he just threw up in me. his mouth. Emma, 
what jesus what's going on here um never eat almonds during a show not the don't eat sliced almonds see they they get stuck in your throat i'm just glad the cat's not meowing yeah that the cat cat is sleeping the cat is sleeping on my bag right now so let's 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 keep it quiet um emma with let's say lano doesn't play what is the offensive line configuration because it could be interesting yeah, I, Matt Nagy alluded to it yesterday. Jason Spriggs would move over to left tackle. Nagy said that that's where he's more comfortable than right the right side. And uh, look, Charles Leno had that same switch several years ago where he said left side was much more comfortable than right side. So that's a natural thing for a lot of tackles. You'll hear from some offensive linemen. Uh, you move uh, Alex Bars will play again at left guard. Cody Whitehair at center. Jermaine Effetti at right guard. And then... Uh, Rashad Coward's been dealing with an injury as well, so you, I can't believe say that you hope he's healthy enough to start at right tackle because then you're trying to figure out what you're going to do when you're playing multiple backups at that spot. I'm not sure who will be the next man up at right tackle if Coward is out. But What about uh, your guy, uh, Sam Mustafer? He doesn't play into any of this, man. Come on now. Well, he's an interior guy, and you're kind of set on the interior. I, I guess you could slide bars out to maybe right tackle if you want to, and then you play Mustafer at left guard, but then you're playing two guys outside of their natural positions. But I think Mustafer's done a good job so far filling in. You play the game well, Mr. Emma. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I just want to see screen passes. A horrible offensive line. Why? You better be because you better be able to execute them. You can't block anybody. They haven't worked. Might as well throw a, might as well throw a screen pass. Well, What's what's worked? Let, I, mean, I mean, seriously, what's worked with it? No, you're right. You're you're right. So maybe so, hey, you're talking about. Or I was talking about Bill Lazor. How about Cole Komet? Seven yards up the middle. You know what I mean? Like some some quick hits up the middle to your tight ends, where the tight ends usually like to hang out. So I think that's I I no, you're right. See, I get what you're saying. Screen passes would be great, but for whatever reason, they haven't worked with either quarterback. Which I know. I like four foals. Yeah. When you were when you were talking we were talking earlier about the the Atlanta game was when the Matt Nagy was talking about well yeah we've got to get Mitch's legs more involved and I keep and Cole Komet immediately flashed into my mind of yeah he said we got to get Cole Komet immediately involved if only Matt Nagy knew somebody who was in charge of of the game day roster and play calling (laughs) he sounds like an idiot when he says that it was his decision then, and he just sounds like a schmuck when he says that. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's your deal. You call let's, it. Let's you make it this up. the Cole Komet. There it is. This is what we have. We have. This has been a great conversation with Chris Emma. Let's conclude on this. Okay. This is going to be. This is it. This is the Cole Komet game. This is the Cole Komet game. Seven yard passes up the middle. Hell, maybe even a twenty yard pass up the middle. Okay. We'll look forward to that and, and mark that tape, and we'll come back next week, and we'll see how it is. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Take care, guys. All Bye, right. Chris. Chris Emma of The Score, Talking Bears. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum, and uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll um, – well, the text line is, is was very happy with some of the Thanksgiving decisions and has some thoughts on the Bears, so – we will get to that. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Yeah, I was uh, just continuing to prepare as if I was a starter, um, go through my weekly, weekly practice routine and continue to watch film and all that and just trying to find ways to continue to get better at my craft and hoping for another opportunity. So I'm excited for this week, and uh, we got a big opportunity this weekend. Bears. That's interim Bears quarterback. Mitch Trubisky 
talking about staying positive as the scout team quarterback. Steve Rosemont and Mark Rohde with your Saturday suckage. Perfect time to talk about Nagy's offense with Trubisky. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And the score's listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. So the number to reach both the text line and the phone, the if you want to, if we have an emergency breaking phone call, 312-644-6767. So Peoria Matt tweeted or texted us, Grody, ribs and turkey. I'd go also. Actually, they were brought to you, but ribs and turkey, that's, that's a good combination plate. That's a that good did thing. That's a did sound really good. I, yeah. And I think it's I think it's good to have a complementary meat to the turkey. I don't think that tables should be void of turkey. There's been a lot of that going around, but to complement the turkey is is a great idea. So wait, was that Trash Panda or was that you that had the the ribs? turkey combo who had the tur- ribs that was combo? me that was me that was you it's phenomenal that was so 50 minutes ago but no that does sound excellent are you a fall off the bones rib guy or tough ribs? No of them. oh no of them, i i right. mean i'll i'll go either way but if but you're yeah. if my preference will be falling off the bone hmm, interesting these ones were these on ones that. were kind of in between they're they're a, a solid i guess in between like medium of them yeah, okay, want, and let me I ask you this: one. I want all the goodness. When there is turkey and ribs on the table, does the turkey even have a chance? I no. mean, like, how do you divide up the rib? How much for just one rib? I guess is my okay, question. Okay, so what I did, my strategy was, and I mean, look, my plate is 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 pretty full. Like, I go all out, and but I had an actual. I did a turkey leg, so that was my turkey portion, and then I just grabbed like two or three rib slabs, like um, uh. What's the word I'm trying to look for? Like two or three, you know, pieces of rib. Basically rib slabs was yeah. good. Wait, were we, they we, accept, we accepted were they, rib slabs. Yeah, rib slabs. The judges accepted it. Were they like a half slab, full slab, three or four ribs? Well, he as made a slab. He made like three full slabs, and so that's I just grabbed like a couple pieces in. of one of them. That's a good bubble to be in, by the way. <laughs> where they're making ribs, it's a good bubble to be in if you're I, if you're. COVID-19. I would like to propose something. When we come out of COVID-19 and we're allowed to go places again, I would like to, because Steve and I have been out to eat meat together in the past, I would like to propose that the three of us go out and just get some damn good ribs someplace. Because I haven't done sure. that in ever, in ever. Sure. So let's let's make a pact to do that, the three of us. And uh, we'll, try, we'll try to find the best ribs place in Chicago. Because I don't know many, like... I got a Carson's ribs near me, which is excellent. But sit yeah. down and, and eating some ribs. I don't know the I don't know ribs Chicago very well. But I think that th- between the three of us, we could find a place and just just go to town. We're gonna have well, to find. We're gonna have to crowdsource this. Throw yeah. it on Twitter. Throw it out to the text line. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that yeah. You know, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. If you would like to text in the best place to get ri- a place that the three of us. Could sit that doesn't have to be fancy, you know. Sometimes the best ribs places. Actually, I would say the less fancy, the better. Probably, probably. Don't worry, I got a company credit card, guys. Don't worry. Um, all we'll, righty we'll, then. Yeah, because because we'll, we'll talk. Let's business. try all of them. Yeah, Mitch loves it when I do that. So uh, don't worry, don't worry, we're good. Yeah, Spilkitz gonna load his pants if that happens. This is uh, on intercom. All right. 
469. Uh, Rosie, I decided to fly solo too and enjoyed a homemade bacon double cheeseburger, onion rings, and crab corn chowder. That was per our Thanksgiving discussion. Oh. I think that's, I think freestyling like that is the way to go on Thanksgiving because I think we've agreed that even I, I, the only turkey I'll, I'll eat these days is smoked turkey, but it's still, it has, you know, it, it has no chance, as you said, Mark, on, on the table compared to right. anything else, any other, <laughs> any other kind of meat, any steak or ribs or whatever it is. So um, I, I like the idea of bacon double cheeseburger. I would assume the onion rings were on the cheeseburger. Isn't that the proper, isn't that prop, the way the popular kids do it today? You put the onion rings on the cheeseburger? Oh, yeah. It's it's a perfect thing to put on a cheeseburger. Here's what I have found about myself, though, as of late when it comes to, like, good burgers. When you go to, like, you know, restaurant restaurant quality. I even had um, – actually, we had – I went to my parents the other day. We had Portillo's, which is one of my favorite burgers ever. I have found myself wanting less on the burger because I just really like the taste of the meat. Like, I don't need the lettuce and the tomato and even the cheese. And I like all that stuff. But I've gotten into just really appreciating the burger. Less everything else, more of just the taste and the flavor. Quite frankly, the fat of the burger is what I is what yeah. I'm into. Don't don't give me all the dressing anymore. I mean, it might just be a phase I'm going through, but that's where I am right now. Fat is where the flavor is. By the oh, way, yeah. it, we you didn't have to you didn't have to wait wait long for this. As soon as we started talking ribs, we got suggestions Whoa. to Gale, Gale Street in. Yeah, uh-huh. right on the next line. Twin Anchors, Baby Back Blues Barbecue in Joliet. And I'm going to go ahead and veto the Joliet one. That's just too far out of the way, man. Okay. That's like uh, an hour outside the city. Green well, you know. Street Meats, by the way, the one mm-hmm. in the West Loop. Oh, my God. That that place with the, the smoked pastrami. Pastrami, of course, is corned beef that knows somebody. Their smoked pastrami is, is hypnotic. It's it's magical. I see unicorns when I eat that. That's outstanding. We're seeing um, Portillo's, actually. I didn't even know Portillo's had ribs. They I've only ribs. had a oh, yeah. burger. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I Portillo's does everything really well, so I would imagine their ribs probably are good. And Smoke. Had smoke, smoke, does, smoke does a really good job. That was suggested here, and Smoke... Smoke does a good job. Well, D's ribs, D's, D E E Z, as in zebra. D's. Someone's screwing with us there. That would yeah. be my guess. Maybe. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll um, we'll go up north uh, to uh, discuss the Packers with someone who is in Wisconsin and has reported on them for a long time. There's a suggestion, Big Ed's Barbecue in Waukegan. I, I have not been there. That's my next place to go to. I have, it has come highly recommended by my friendly neighborhood former mountain climber. And if you go online, you will see the menu is has got a great sense of humor at Big Ed's Barbecue in Waukegan. But search online for a video I know it was on Facebook, of Big Ed and his son repeating questions that got asked at the restaurant. And then his son gives the standard answer, the courteous answer, and Big Ed tells you what he's really thinking. It's a wonderful video, Mm. not fit for air. But Big Ed's barbecue, that comes highly, the burn ends there apparently are world class. So that's, that's the next place where... I shall go commit feats of piggotry. 
All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some Packers and Bears because that's what we do here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 